Today's guest on Savvy is Dr. Christina Wolgehagen, founder of the International Headache Center, and she is a thought leader in the field of neurology for her holistic approach to brain health. Dr. Christina, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. <laughs> Let's get started with what do you think about our educational system and the way that the brain even learns? Are we in a good format? So I'm going to just highlight some, uh, some observations that I've made on the journey, both as a neurologist and as a mom. I think they're important. And so there's just some points that I'm going to tie back to the brain and then kind of talk about. Okay. The first point is, is that I feel like just in general, um, most of our systems now are hyper-focused, very compartmentalized and siloed, which is not helpful to someone trying to learn. Um, so we have less of a focus on being holistic. And then um, what I tell patients is, is that so you're not just a brain floating around, right? Your brain and you're connected to your body. And it's really important that we not only focus on your brain, but also what's going on with your body, with your spirit, with your mind, right? And use it all together to get you feeling better. And I think that um, when you're talking about finances, it all kind of ties into that as well, is that we're just hyper-focused in education, just focusing on the mind instead of how does this all tie together? And so it's important to make connections. Um, how is learning X gonna lead to Y? Why is it important? But also to like bring about a sense of purpose, which is so important for us to be successful in our lives. And so we wanna cultivate an attitude um, toward life, health, finances, uh, that's gonna be um, making the individual but also the community more prosperous. So that would be my first point. So when you say siloed, you mean that this, the educational system is just structured on logic and getting through an academic course? Correct, yeah. So we focus more on let's learn about math. Let's learn about reading. And we lack to bridge the gap for the kids most of the time. And there's some, you know, there's some attempt to do this, but I just don't think we do it enough um, to then say, okay, why is learning X going to be helpful to me when I'm in Y, right, situation, um, which is real life for most of us. Right. So mm -hmm. really connecting the dots for them. So not just going through the coursework, but being able to understand how it relates to them personally. Correct. Okay, so tell me more about why that matters for the way that the brain even learns. So we will get to that. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you. So now we have suspense. Yes, <laughs> and it's, such it's an, building. Yeah. It's building. It is such an important uh, question. Uh, but before we get there, I just also, the next point I want to make is just to really think about how are we thinking about money and how are we thinking about finances. And so uh, we like to say um, in neurology that neurons that wire together or neurons that fire together wire together, right? So it's really important to link things together that you want together. Um, and so a lot of the times, you know, depending on how you grew up, there's comments like money is icky or I'm not good at finances and things like that where you have this negative attitude and you're linking negative to finances, right? And so even like a simple rephrasing to from I can't afford that to how can I afford that can make a huge difference in the brain because now you are, when you're thinking about money or something that you'd like, then you are um, also linking it with 
how am I going to make this happen? So the, the same part of the brain that's going to start thinking about how, what do we do to make this happen? Um, and so it's easier to wire the brain correctly in the first place, <laughs> right? And so that's True. why it's really important and, and what you're doing is so amazing because we really need to start at a young age to, to wire correctly. However, it is possible to unlearn something and then rewire it. And so it's important at any phase in life to go ahead and um, you know think about what am I doing that I could be doing better and then what are the steps I'm going to take to make that happen? Right? That can apply in so many different modalities. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is nutrition or fitness goals. You know, I mean, we're well past the beginning of the year, but you know, you have to break a lot of old habits. And I've, I think that that's so fascinating that you're correlating that from education and also finances, the way that the brain is working through that. Yeah, so it is something that could really be applied to lots of different things. And so, so then to um, fast forward and answer your question, I'm going to move on to my third point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so financial literacy resources for children are very much lacking. And so um, our brains learn through trial and error and then repetition. And so we really need an environment that allows that to do that so that we can grow our networks, right? And so um, we want something that's gonna challenge us but not frustrate us. So obviously for each grade or age level, there has to be appropriate um, challenges that are not frustrating for that you know, person's brain and what they can do at that time. Um, but really uh, starting financial concepts at a young age is so beneficial because then you're just building those stepping blocks and, and starting to wire that circuitry so that you're actually going to be able to build on it and grow on it as you get older. And so um, restructuring the curriculum so it's more holistic um, and so that we celebrate failure um, and that kids are allowed to make a mistake and then learn from that mistake and wire appropriately as they need to is so important. And even, you know, something as easy as we go to school from X time to X time. Well, now we're wiring that expectation that you need to work a nine to five, right? Or you need to go to X to X and only take so many breaks. Um, just taking a step back from how is school, because that's where most of our kids get their education, right? Mm -hmm. um, formatted and are we really thinking about the whole individual or just academics? So you have a personal interest in starting this type of education early and wiring the brain properly early, not just because of your profession, but you're also a mom. How many kids do you have? I have five. <laughs> okay, tell me their ages. Okay, so the oldest is 11 and they stop down by about two years each and the youngest is two and a half. Oh my God. I'm basically a lightweight. I only have four. Yeah, only. <laughs> so, so when you are thinking about your own kids in the educational system, I can understand how you might be frustrated in the method of, well, really, there's no trial and error because there's pass and fail, and fail is seen as a negative. You talk about celebrating failures, and that could be taken... Um, in a, a bad way because people may think, well, why would you want to celebrate people's failures? But what, what is your perspective on the idea of celebrating failures? Right. So I, well, first off, it's important to acknowledge that you tried at something and you did not succeed. 
So it's not like I'm going to be giving a trophy to someone for failing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> because you did not succeed. So that's not what I'm talking about. Um, so what I'm talking about is that you attempted something, you had a plan, you executed that plan, and I'm so proud of you for executing the plan, but you fell on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we talk about even at the dinner table is what did you mess up at today, you know, and, and how did things go wrong and how could you know, you've now learned this one way to uh, not do X, right? Mm -hmm. Not do this task. And then how could we adapt and change so that we could be successful at the task? And that, that's really what I mean is that the way that our brains are structured, you have um, three main locations that the emotion of, ah, I did that, but I just didn't get it, right? And that, you know, that's actually a good thing. It's not bad to feel that because that's going to help us to wire stronger. And so you have where you can, um, the hippocampus is where your memories lie. I'm going to get nerdy on you for a yes, second. please, bring it. <laughs> and then the amygdala, amygdala is like your emotion center, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people refer to it as the fear center, but it's really like where emotions are. And then your prefrontal cortex, where you're trying to like, Think about your next step. And all of three of those work together to kind of solidify, okay, this is what's happened, and this is um, a memory I'm going to make, and then I'm going to change my actions to it and how I'm going to troubleshoot, right, for the next time. And you, when you uh, activate those, um, obviously things can go really bad when you have traumatic experiences and that sort of thing, but for the most part, you know, it's a healthy uh, thing to feel an emotion of, oh, I just didn't get that you know, uh, because then it's lighting those three areas up and now you're thinking about what is the next way that I can do this so that it's successful. And so, um, so that's what I mean by celebrating is so that we can have them try again and that it's okay to fail and that if you haven't failed, you probably are never going to be successful. Yeah, that's so interesting that uh, having the emotions with the logic helps you really that idea, that failure stick a little bit deeper, the lessons stick a little bit deeper. I do love, uh, Nelson Mandela said, I never lose, I either win or I learn. And I feel like that's what you're telling me is uh, we're, when we're celebrating these failures, it's not about, well, I failed, it's about I'm learning something so that I can do it again and succeed the next time or five times from now. Right, or 200, you know, whatever it takes. 250 times so, from now. Yeah, and this is what it's about, learning. That's what education, on the surface should be about. And so the way that we're learning is really important. Um, and academics is only a part of it. And so structuring it so that people can, you know, trial and error and then repetition um, is gonna be so important. I'm curious what you do at home with your own children. You'll have to give some examples. Um, sure. <laughs> so we do lots of things. And uh, just so you know, I didn't come out of the womb a financial, like, literate person. <laughs> and so I've also been unlearning. So I, as an adult, mm -hmm. I've been unlearning a lot of things that were programmed um, as a young child and even young adult. And so unlearning and trying to make things better for my children and their generation so that they can, you know, teach their friends and that sort of thing. And so as I unlearn and then I think about how to relearn, you know, we, we phrase, uh, we, we talk aloud a lot and we talk about money and we try not to do negative or positive with money. It's just a, a means to get, you know, to an end point. And so that's really hard to do. So sometimes I'll go to the grocery store and I'm like, 
oh, that was $400, <laughs> you know? And that's just a statement, <laughs> right? It should be, that was $400. Like I mm -hmm. should be like, not a robot, but like neutrally say like, mm -hmm. this is how much it costs to buy food. And this is the type of food we buy, you know? And we really, we just have a huge household, <laughs> which is why it's, it's so expensive. And, um, but you know, it's really hard to take away that positive, negative with it, you know? So we talk a lot about money and, and we put it out in the open. I still let the kids be kids, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It's really important for them to develop that. But, but also um, we talk about our failures and what we didn't, you know, what we achieved, but also what we didn't achieve and, and how we're gonna try uh, next time. And then we are uh, working on businesses right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so passive income is something that I just didn't even think about until I was an adult. And that is a very abstract thought, at least for my children. True. And so trying to have them brainstorm, okay, so, so how, you know, sure, you can go mow the lawn for the neighbor, mm -hmm. right? Um, but how are you gonna make this into like a business? Or how are you gonna in the future think about passive income and things that you could be doing to stream money where you don't actually be present? And so we have all sorts of ideas happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Yes. So, uh, so that's the things we do at home and really just talking about it. And, and they know, you know, sometimes we'll talk through something and they'll be like, mom, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you know, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Let's go back to the books and learn it together, you know, oh, and, and that. that's okay to do. Like I'm an adult, but I'm not perfect and I don't know all the things. And so even that is important for, um, children to understand that you don't just like I had a thought, and I don't know about you, that when I turned in my 30s, I was just going to know everything. <laughs> I know. And then I was very disappointed. <laughs> that is so disappointing. Yeah. I know. And you know, as a kid, I, I used to think that my parents knew everything. And then I got into my preteens and I thought that they knew nothing. <laughs> that's that's, that's right. how it goes. But you know, I like that you have given yourself the grace as a parent to be clear. I don't have all the answers. I think that's an interesting wiring that we can do for our children too. So the learning together, I like that you went back to a book together. That's really interesting. So yeah. what, what other things from your, and you may not even know if there's a line between what civilians, the rest of us who aren't neurologists <laughs> and your neurologist perspective, just knowing that the brain's health requires this holistic approach to everything that we're doing in our life. Yeah, so I think that that's, um, that's the next thing is that understanding that the solution is going to be simple, but it's not always going to be easy. So uh, everything that we do in life, whether that's financial or not, is going to be um, taking a step back and making sure that we're healthy mind, body, spirit. And that might not solve the problem. It might not solve your neurological condition, but it's going to give your brain resilience. And it's going to give it the power to then overcome whatever the problem is, or at least do the best it can in that moment, right? And so I think this idea of resilience and that we can build it through lifestyle modifications. And so there's like a list of things we should all be doing that going back to the school system, if we could just introduce those early on, instead of taking the recess away when you get older, keeping it in there and, and allowing an opportunity opportunity to be outside, you know, for 10 minutes, you know, or exercising every day, um, keeping to a schedule. I think most important is staying consistent. Um, and so the lifestyle modifications need to be there. We really strive for those. Everybody in my household has to work out every day. 
Oh, I love We're it. We're building this community, and I think that that's something, too, is that you need to be held accountable, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, things tend towards chaos, and to keep things ordered and resilient, uh, we need to be held accountable. And having that community, not a huge community, but just your immediate family and friends, to let them know, hey, this is what I'm working on, and, and ideally, they should be working on similar things, so you're all moving towards the same goals. Um, and, and that's going to be really important. And what I tell my kids, too, is that um, the education system is building you to spit you into the workforce. That's not why I'm putting you in school. Mm. I want you to be a good human and contribute to the community. And so that's the ultimate goal. And just taking even that step back, it's not just about academics. It's just about contributing um, to yourself and to the community and growing as a whole person, not just your brain. <laughs> yes. I like what you said about resilience. I think it's really interesting to take note of the fact that we need to wire our brains properly. And then the, with that consistency, we actually create our, in ourselves and in our children, hopefully, a resiliency to life. Uh, the, that's fascinating. Yeah. And it's uh, baby steps, right? You need yeah. to know that there's a change you want to make and then make a resolution to change that, uh, but take a baby step towards it. So 10 minutes of exercise per day and your ultimate goal is 60. Mm -hmm. And start with that and then pat yourself on your back, give yourself grace and keep moving. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for your insight and your perspective. I really appreciate you being here today. It's a pleasure, it's been so fun too. <laughs> Thanks Dr. Chris.